And of course, for all my listeners in the Georgia area, you can come out to Booch Fest at the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The next two shows will be Thursday, December 8th and Thursday, December 22nd. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are the Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good, Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young, Devin Cruz, from AEW, Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf, Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0, Dave Wills. It's still real to me, damn it! The All-American Blue Chipper, Chase Emery. Buckshot, Brian Brock. NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum, Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw, Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox, The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School weightlifting department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Games. Devil on my shoulder, shot the angel down. The black wolf with the bloodshot eyes stole the wild wolf's house. The furnace in so can't burn up to say callous towns keep on looking cold but darkness finds a way I can't walk on the water and my can
miles away. Can't see the road less travel under endless trampling feet. Saw a man shot dead before my eyes. Bastard said he was in his seat. Snake living on my tongue, whispered in my ear. He said, if you want to get ahead, it's going to be killed around here. I can't walk on the water, and my kinfolk ain't no saints. I was raised in between heaven and hell, hell broke through them gates. And I try and try like a lost dog might, crawling to the king's castle at night. The master whistles at the break of day. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of AEW. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, we are switching things up, and I'm going to tell you exactly why we are switching things up. Normally, I'm about to be joined by the broke Solus Ginger, but apparently, since he's still broke, uh, he decided, and I'm going to read the text that he sent me. I received a text message saying, uh, hey, man, I'm going to have to take a rain check tonight because I have no fucking idea when I'm going to make it back to the house. So sorry, and don't call just cuss me out on text or on the show sorry once again to which I replied fuck you talking about tomorrow is Thanksgiving how could you not have time to record tonight are you working Thanksgiving he said no if that is the case let's do it tomorrow morning or you can do this recap by yourself so fuck him that's what I'm gonna say uh yeah uh don't want to show up to work fuck you um I'm gonna deal with his lazy ass next week so I decided ladies and gentlemen to bring in a substitute that's right I am bringing a substitute for the AEW recap um I don't know how this is gonna go I am I am realizing I am unleashing a beast right now. Uh, but that's how mad I was. I was willing to let the beast out of his basket. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, Gato Ricky Ross. Someone's in the kitchen with Gator. Someone's in the kitchen we know. Someone's in the kitchen with Gator. And they shit is nothing pretty good. It just come out the stove. <laughs> 
Hey, Mr. Budgerita, I'm cooking. You're cooking? Yes, I made pie. Ooh, ooh, you made pie. Delicious. I made apple pie, yes, Mr. Budgerita. Mr. Budgerita, I can cook. Uh, I, I, I see that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very good at I'm very good at cooking. I didn't become a fat man for no fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it, um, it's okay. It's okay, Mr. Bujarelli. There is no God. It's time, children. I'm on modern wrestling. Yes. Gator. Usually when Gator's on the show, he's doing pay-per-views from yesteryear. Today, he's doing TV from today year. Uh, and we are getting into the recap here of AEW, which took place at the Wind Trust Arena in Chicago, Illinois. More about that in a moment. Yes. And we, of course, um, kick the show off. We've got William Regal standing in the ring. He comes down to the ring and he says, would you like to hear from your new world champion? And and everybody's cheering and excited. They said, you'll hear from him next week. He doesn't have time to come to this place. Uh, Where are we? Oh, Chicago. Mr. Freeman is on the set of a major motion picture and I'm sure you're wondering what the union is and all of a sudden people start chanting, fuck you, Regal. He calls the crowd uncouth. He says, a number of weeks ago, he sent an email and MJF will explain it next week. Uh, Then, all of a sudden Moxley's music hits Moxley stoically makes his way through the crowd as the crowd sings along but he doesn't look anything but pissed off he slowly makes his way down to the ring to meet Regal a you fucked up chant breaks out as Mox stares down Regal from ringside he makes his way in as Danielson runs down and puts himself between them Danielson holds Mox back tries to separate the two grabs a mic and says listen Mox I don't know why he did what he did he did a bad thing but we've all done bad things and please I ask you he's got a bad neck and two brain bleeds don't hurt him. Mox paces around the ring and jaws at Brian. Brian slats him. He immediately apologizes as Max is infuriated. Brian says, you know your struggles. My dad struggled with it too. It's more than wrestling. And when he struggled, I didn't understand. But Regal taught me and blocked the fans out and listened. Because of Regal, I could understand his struggles and before my dad passed, I could love him. Imagine somebody teaching your daughter to love you in spite of your struggles. The crowd chants I have no idea what the fuck they were chanting. Um, I think they were chanting boring. Were they chanting boring or something? I don't know what the fuck they were chanting. Uh, Brian says he loves Regal as Mox stays on. He grabs the ropes and thinks about things and turns around to grab the mic. Mox walks up to Regal and says, Lordship, I only want one thing from you. I want you to run. Run far away as far as you can and you never come back. Right now, walk and keep on walking. He intimidates Regal who slowly leaves the ring. Mox intensely stares him down as Regal slowly walks up the ramp. Mox and Brian look conflicted as the crowds chant, na 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 hey goodbye. And this is not the first First time we're gonna talk about the Chicago crowd. No. Okay. So here's what here's what here's what that's going on with this. This just proved that William Regal was a shitty promo. <laughs> <laughs> did it not? Yes. It did. Um. God bless him. God bless him. God say William Regal send big dogs after him to bite his bum. Anyway, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is God bless him. He's a great wrestler. Promo, not so much. No. And he, he, here's what I, he, I, there's so much wrong with this. I don't know where to fucking start. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't make anything go forward. It doesn't set up anything. I think this was something they pulled out of their ass because 
because of the prior obligation that MJF had being a part of Iron Claw, which yes. if you don't know what Iron Claw is, it is a story. Uh, he's on a he's on a legit motion picture set about a story about the territory days, children, the days of WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling out of Texas and the Von Erich story. Yes, and if you want to know more in depth on our YouTube channel, we actually have uh, an episode of Dark Side of the Ring called Boochcast Reviews: The Last of the Von Erichs, and you hear all about. I talk all about that in that particular video. So that's one of our episodes on our YouTube channel. You can check out The Last of the Von Erichs to learn more about that. Um, but yeah, so MJF is playing a wrestler in that particular film. What wrestler is he playing? We don't exactly know, but he's in there. Um, I think he's, I, if I remember correctly, he's somebody, I guess, an extra or something. Yeah, he definitely... I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's an actual, got an actual speaking role, but I, we'll, we'll, when we find out more details, we'll let you know. Absolutely. If he, if he doesn't have a speaking role, that's stupid on their part. Uh, obviously, Zac I mean, Efron's playing the main... Playing st- Kevin, so... I'm just saying, Zac Efron is playing, is the main star, so... Yeah, he's playing Kevin. Yeah, so... Yes, so there we go. And here with this, uh, here's what I got to say about this shit. Um, First of all, look, I like the idea of having MJF speak next week. It was a great way for Regal to get heat for obviously being with MJF because everybody loves fucking MJF. So what better way to get heat than have him wait till next week? But I felt Regal could have at least gave the reason for why he did what he did. I felt there could have been like, why did you turn your back on Moxley? Why are you leaving the Blackpool Combat Club basically? Are you leaving the Blackpool Combat Club? What the fuck is going on here? And why are you aligned with MJF? You should have given us some type of explanation. Something. Give us a little something. A little bit of verbal jousting instead of having Moxley just fucking come out and look angry and pissed off and Daniel Bryan uh, uh, Bryan Danielson, whatever the fuck, trying to separate them and this is fucking dumb. Fucking dumb. If if you're gonna hold Moxley back, here's a bright idea. Hold him back before he gets in the fucking ring? Would that be asking too much? No. I mean, he's already in the fucking ring, and if, I mean, does Moxley respect Brian that much that he wasn't willing to give him a paradigm shift right then and there? See, there was no, here's the thing, here's the thing, okay? There was no story to this. Nothing, nothing made sense here. Nothing. They've never connected, they've never connected why Brian Danielson, John Moxley, William Regal, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Useless are all together. They've never connected it. Except for, hey, they're a stable now. Well, there was a little bit of a connection. Because they were all mentors. I, mean, I understand that, but there was no, there's never a full-on, okay, when when the Four Horsemen was around, even when they were individual, there was still, he's a member of the Four Horsemen, this is what he is, he's the da 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 All you got is, okay, they're a member of the Blackpool Combat Club, whatever the fuck that means. Well, this is the thing. It's because William Regal's from Blackpool, England, and he is mentored this. everybody that's in that group in some capacity. Yes. They all have a connection them. to Regal. They all and have, and they've, sure they've wrestled. And they've explained this how? They explained See? it when they formed the alliance when it was first the three of them. Then eventually, and one of the things that Daniel Bryan talked about when he was feuding with Moxley and trying to get them to be a team, but Moxley said, I don't join with people until I bleed with them first. And then they had their match. And then during their match, that's when Regal showed up in AEW because after the match, it looked like they were going to kill each 
other. But Regal said, no, you guys bled with each other. Now shake hands. And they respected Regal enough. They shook hands. And eventually the team was formed. And also, Brian Danielson wanted to mentor some young people on the roster. And they had three names that they mentioned in that promo. One was Lee Moriarty, who's with The Firm. The other is Daniel Garcia, who was in the JAS. That's why Daniel Garcia and, Dan- and Brian Danielson had their little thing. And then they also mentioned Wheeler Useless, who inevitably ended up joining after that match where he bled with Moxley in the ring. So they eventually brought him in. So now Claudio, I don't know how the fuck he got into this group. I think it was just, maybe it was blood and guts. I don't know what the fuck it was. But somehow he ended up in the goddamn group. So Claudio is the one where it's kind of like, why is he here? But the rest of them, there was some story being told. So there was a story. My issue here is with this particular segment, William Regal just turned on Moxley. He's pretty much walking away from the Blackpool Combat Club and Brian Danielson's still like, no, don't hurt him. Like, this whole thing was fucking dumb and made no goddamn sense. Yes. It was one, in, in that I, I, regard. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. It's just, it's just, the casual viewer here is not going to grab this story of why these guys are together. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, and I understand that, but I'm telling you, they flat out said that on TV. So even if... I, I so, know that. I'm with you. We're on the same page, though. Okay. So anyway, we get past this stupid shit, and then the commentators run down the card for tonight, and we cut to Renee with Keith Lee, and she asks him where his head is. Swerve walks up. Renee leaves. Lee says, choose your words wisely. Swerve covers the camera and says, let's talk. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna break this team up, let's just do it. Thank you. This is, I mean, if you're gonna do it, let's just do it. This is this is just it's a waste of my time. Yeah, I mean, why do we even? Why do they even need to talk? What's what is left to talk about? The motherfucker slapped you in the we've face. Got, we've got a baby face and a heel in the same tag team. Okay, this is not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get Swerve is his gimmick. Whatever, just fucking break the team up. Yes. Put Swerve, put Swerve down in dark and let Keith Lee do whatever the fuck kind of flippy shit he's gonna do as a big man and ruin the entire business. And let's just go on with our lives. Sounds good to me. All right, so now we're gonna move on to our first official match of the evening for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Pockets defends the title against Jake Hager. Oh my fucking God. Okay, can someone please explain to me the purpose? Okay, we've already got a guy who sticks his hands in his pocket, and now we need the guy who knocks the hat off his head and then has to go pick it up because it means some kind of specialty thing to him. Oh, it's he's fucking picking it up like it's the goddamn ring from the Lord of the... My precious. What the fuck? This was this this had okay. The, Hager needs to be a bigger star than he is. Why are we pushing a a fucking comedy guy? With this useless title that, that honestly, is this whole title, this whole All Atlantic thing. At first, when it first came out, I was like, okay, this is going to be cool. And now we see it and we're like, uh, this is the job guy title. Not only that, he carries it to the ring in a backpack. What was that? That's what he does. He basically is like, he's trying to be this guy that's like, I'm cool because I don't care. I'm so mysterious. Yes, I, like, I don't care enough to have any, any type of psychology, realism, or any, I, we know you don't care. Like, that's why he says, he weighs whatever from wherever. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. And and you know how, and you, and, and you know what I say when I see him? What? Oh, God, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's it's stupid. It The whole match was a waste of fucking time, and he releases it, he has an ankle lock, and he releases it because his hat got kicked off his head. And then he, Why? Why would you do that in a fight? In a fight. In a fight. Okay, so the whole concept, Vinny, am, am I wrong? The whole concept of wrestling is to simulate 
simulate a fight, correct? Yes. Okay, and they fight. Okay, two black girls are fight. Do you think they care whether or not their weave got ripped off? Bad example, because I'm pretty sure they do. Okay, I, help me out here. I, no, I'm just saying, like, it's... Do you, but do, do you think somebody gives a fuck that their hat got knocked off? Their hat, If you're no. really mad at a motherfucker and you're really focused on winning a championship, why the hat? Here's an idea. If 2.0 is already out there with you, have them hold the fucking hat. There you go. There's a bright fucking idea. Get a friend to hold it. Give it to the timekeeper. Have somebody sit out there and hold it in a tray. I don't fucking know. Just, but don't bring the goddamn thing into the ring with you. Let's not have them hold it in a tray. Somebody's already stole your gimmick. <laughs> I know. I was going for the comedy. Oh, to, well, good job. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to bring light to something that makes me angry. Like the fact that oh. not only did he run back and get the hat, he knocks him out with a, with that stupid punch, and then one, two, three. The orange, the orange punch. The fact that this knocks people out means that AEW is full of pussies. I'm sorry. If Orange Cassidy is knocking you out with one punch, you're a pussy. Here's the thing about wrestling, okay? This is the thing. Back in the day, okay, if you saw a wrestler, you knew, okay, maybe I shouldn't mess with this motherfucker because he could probably kick my ass. If you look at Orange Cassidy, I guarantee you 90% of most men look at him and, and they're like, I could probably kick his ass. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. He looks like the fucking school, the fucking school playground children. I mean, that's what this shit is. It's the school playground children got together and decided, okay, we're gonna have a match for a cardboard title that we made. Here we go. That's what this shit is. It's schoolyard bullshit. Yes. And then after the match, the best friends get in the ring and celebrate and do their thumbs up crap. And then the factory comes out. Okay, who are these? Who are these motherfuckers? The factory? Yeah. Who? Is, okay. Who are these guys? Because here's the thing. There's, there's no. Oh, it's the factory. It's QT Marshall. Okay. And that's what I wanted to say when I heard this on commentary. Hey, they cut his microphone off. He's the great QT Mark. Now I do know Q, who QT Marshall is, but yes. the common fan is going to be sitting there going, "Who the fuck is?" This? See, I'm looking at this through the common fan eye because I don't watch this as often as you and Zach do every week. I watch it periodically every couple of weeks. Yeah. But I'm looking at it as a casual fan and I'm yeah. like, okay, besides the fact that it's QT Marshall, who, do, who the fuck are these guys? Well, the factory, basically the factory, it used to be called the night, they used to call, I think it's, I don't know if it's still called this or not, but it used to be called the Nightmare Factory. They dropped Nightmare from it because Cody's no longer there. And right. it was a wrestling school that I think Cody and QT Marshall run. That, okay, so the jobbers. That, the jobbers. Yeah, that these are basically the students from the from the, the jobbers. It's the job squad. Yeah. QT Marshall obviously is like the leader of the factory because he's one of the main coaches at the well, factory. QT's from around this area. That's why I know who QT but No, actually QT's from New Jersey. He's from okay, you gotta remember, I'm East Coast. All East Coast guys know each other. Well, yes. And I actually I found yeah, he actually he actually he actually lives where I used to live in New Jersey. Yes. He's from Freehold, New Jersey, where I used to live. In fact, I didn't even know this, and I'm trying to I'm trying to flip through fucking yearbooks to figure this out. We went to the same middle school. Oh, Sure. And he's not that much older than me. Oh, so possibly children. We could have gone. We, we we could have been in school at the same time. Didn't even know it. For all I know, he could have been. For all we know, we could have been. I, I don't think he was on. I don't think he was on the wrestling team because the wrestling team didn't show up till I was in seventh grade. Was when my middle school finally got a wrestling team, and that was when I first got into wrestling. Um, as a as the and I'm talking about obviously not pro wrestling. I'm referring to amateur wrestling. Um, but yeah, we went to the same middle school, and I found that out because on Facebook there's a our middle school has a Facebook group page that I was recently invited to and QT Marshall posted in there when AEW was coming to New Jersey. So I went, how the fuck is he in this group? 
And then I went and researched and went, holy shit. We went, QT Marshall and I went to the same middle school. Now, whether we were there at the exact same time, I don't remember. Because I do not remember him. I don't recognize him. But we could have been in the same classes and I don't even know it. So, so that's why I take a little bit of a liking to QT Marshall just on that. Uh, but anyway, he's trying to cut his promo. The lights go out and Julia Hart is on the ramp. And she summons the House of Black who are in the ring. They wipe out the best friends. The factory's all excited. Then they take out the factory. They're, they're going after both teams now as security and wrestlers try to stop them. As House of Black kill everyone. The crowd is going wild and have a huge welcome back chant. They grab a staffer on the ramp and Brody hits Dante's Inferno on the ramp. Malachi has a mic and says, members of the House of Black, please rise. And the lights go out. Okay, that that uh, that power driver on the ramp looked fucking amazing. Yes, it did. It looked amazing. Um, whoever that guy was, that, that security guard that took that, uh, hats off to you, my friend. That was fucking great sell. Yes. And I Great will, so. Yes. And I will say, I didn't even recognize Julia at all. I'm looking at her like, okay, who is this Undertaker wannabe looking bitch doing on the goddamn ramp? Why is she wearing pajamas? Gator. Wrong show. Wrong, wrong show. Wrong show. Wrong show. Um, so anyway, I'm thinking, what the fuck is she doing here? Why is she here? What does this mean? I only reason I found out it was Julia is when the House of Black showed up. I'm like, oh shit, that was Julia Hart. Other than that, I would not it have recognized her at all. As soon as I saw it, I was like, who the fuck is this? And then and then of course you know the the I see because I thought it was gonna be Danhausen I was like okay we're gonna get because Danhausen is doing the whole new darker Danhausen thing oh yeah he he killed it at full gear yeah dude so. that's the best he's ever wrestled like yeah. he, he improved on fucking everything that's how we do Mister Bedre that's how we do I was amazed I was amazed because the one thing the one do. flaw in his game was his pacing he has improved the pacing that was <laughs> I loved it I was so Good. proud of him there you go yes and then after all this. Um, because by the way, House of Black, um, not excited they're black, they're back, but I'm glad that Malachi's, um, recovered from his, uh, mental illness, mental health state. I'm glad he's, uh, I'm glad he's, uh, no longer dealing with that. So that's a personal thing. As far as the House of Black goes, I'm not, I don't, I can give a fuck less if they're here because they've done nothing yeah, to impress they're me. They're kind of like blah, you know, I'm not really, we got to do something with them. Yes. Uh, they got potential. They got potential. Yes. Next, we see a video package highlighting Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus from full gear and then we see a bloody jungle boy in the wait locker room wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and how we got robbed we got robbed we didn't get no jungle oh, 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 oh. well no that's because he was doing a tape promo um, I know but I, lo I love that song I do too It's and we see a bloody jungle boy talking about the match and how glad he was he kicked Luchasaurus's ass yes thank god it's over anyway yeah hopefully hopefully at revolution we see him and Christian and and put this to bed Um, and on that note we move on to the next match of the evening the finals of the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament. All Ego Ethan Page goes one-on-one -on -one against Ricky, against Absolute Ricky Starks. Thank God Ricky Starks went over. <laughs> Thank God, because I, first off, for those that don't know, I absolutely hate Ethan Page because he shits upon my business, Mr. Bugirelli. Yes, um, now, uh, Gator, for the for, for the listeners out there who are not aware, how exactly this does Ethan Page Page this motherfucker, pages. this motherfucker has the audacity to go upon the YouTube and tell everybody, I'm not Ethan Page. I'm Ethan Page played by 
Julia, played by. Not, hey, I work the gimmick of Ethan Page. Ethan Page is my gimmick name. No, played by. Like it's a, like it's fucking theater. Like we're in theater. We're not professional athletes putting on a professional show. No, we're fucking community theater, Vinny. Shits upon my business. Yes. And obviously this was not your normal night of theater. <laughs> you asshole. Yes. This was Shakespeare with a strap on. So that's the way you like it. Yeah. But of course, uh, I did lo- I did enjoy this match and I was shocked. <laughs> I did not expect Ricky Starks to win this match. I honestly thought Ethan Page was going to win because I thought that was going to extend the feud between MJF and the firm. But I'm guessing that with Ricky Starks winning, I think they're done. Maybe MJF is done with the firm and we're probably I think this was a I think this was an audible. <laughs> yeah, something happened here where Ricky Starks got the win for whatever reason and he's yeah, now Yeah, cuz this was they were pushing, they were I mean to put him over Eddie Kingston, they were pushing the fuck, the fuck out of Ethan Page. Or Julian, pick your fucking pick. Yes. And then, of course, um, but like I said, amazing match. Both men did very well. Ricky Starks definitely was the baby face in this match and definitely uh, wrestled like a baby face throughout. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he does the diving spear, gets the one, two, three, and will now face MJF at Winter is Coming. So mm-hmm. then we go to a video package of the TNT Championship match. Wardlow is very angry and need to make sure what happened happened. They also hyped the main event for the Ring of Honor Championship and the Triple Threat Tag Match and all that shit. But apparently Wardlow is looking for revenge on Samoa Joe. Okay. I mean, I, look, I like the idea of these two guys working each other, but um, the only thing here is, is Wardlow's not ready for the caliber of somebody like Samoa Joe yet. He's, Wardlow, I like to compare to Goldberg. He was thrust into stardom a little. So he's not doing terrible, but he's you're going to start to see chinks in this guy's armor. Well, and, and if they do this, they need to do this the same way they did Goldberg and DDP. Yeah. Um, well, uh, chinks ho- in the armor. Well, hopefully um, Samoa Joe is a good enough veteran he can hide those chinks in the armor. Well, no, when I say chinks in the armor, I mean, here's what I mean by chinks in the armor. I mean, this cannot be a, like, him and Brian Cage where he kind of squashed Brian Cage. Well, yeah. This has to be, this has to be competitive. Well, of course. It's Samoa Joe. Yes, this has to be competitive. It's going to be competitive. You would be stupid to do a squash match with Wardlow and Samoa Joe. We understand that, but but they've done a lot of stupid things. They're some very, very stupid, stupid men. Oh, no. Oh, I know. And we're going to get to a lot of stupidity in just a moment. Um, Trust me, we're getting ready to get to it, and Mr. Budrella has no idea where I'm going to go with this. Oh, yeah. So the commentators wish a happy Thanksgiving to everyone, even though they, even though, even though, at the time they're recording this, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. At the time you're listening to this, Thanksgiving was yesterday. So I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, but then we tuck, we cut to um, this uh, Bow Wow and Jay Cargill having a confrontation as she's escorted away by security. Renee is with Jay and asks what's going on. Jade says no comment. I'm happy I finally got my belt back with no help to celebrate. There's a baddie celebration. Sterling comes up and says that there's officially no comment on Bow Wow. And then she serves Kira Hogan papers to let her know she has been fired from the baddie squad. Why? <laughs> Just why? Why do we? Okay, question, question. Why do we have powerhouses, powerhouse Hobbs retard child, upon our screen? He looks like powerhouse Hobb fucked the. She looks like powerhouse Hobb fucked the fucking polar bear. Okay, why? Why do we have this on my screen? This is the most overrated fucking person in the entire... First off, if you were going to do something with her, you should have had Nyla Rose beat her. Should have been competitive, and it should have been the end of this shit. 
Every time I see her on my screen, she makes me cringe. Now, thank God she's not allowed to cuss as much as she used to, because here's my thing, okay? You know how I feel about women's wrestling. Yes, I'm sure I'm going to hear it later. This is why, This is when I tell you I told you so. She belongs in somebody's kitchen. Jade I'll doesn't strike me as somebody that would be in anybody's kitchen except her own. Yes, making protein powders and fucking probably choking on stupid shit. Anyway, and go ahead. Doing a lot of pre-workout and seven meals a day. Yes. Trying to make yes. games. Yes, and watching Roadhouse and jacking off. Oh, look, Nacky Trade hit another door. Well, you mean Roadhouse and diddling. No, I said jacking off. I said right. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. Oh, dear God. Sure. Fucking kill me. Um, Here we go. For the AEW Trios title, the second of best of seven match. The Death Triangle defend the titles against the Elite. Are we even going to waste our time on this? Um. Or do you want me to just go to fuck off? Well, they've heard what I've had to say. They've heard what Zach had to say. They haven't heard what you had to say, Gator. So go the fuck off. This is the worst example of something being prostituted as professional wrestling that I've ever seen in my entire life. This was a bunch of gymnasts running around jacking each other's penises off so they could go, oh, we're going through the air, we're going through the air. There was no tag. There was no There was no counting the legal man. You know, you, you, the disqualification, the five count you have for the legal man to get in the ring, the switch out, the five count, no five count, no tagging. Psychology's just been shit upon. My whole business has been shit upon. I'm sitting here watching this about to cut my wrists. I want to eat glass just so I can feel some sort of pain because I don't have the fucking will to live anymore. This is, I can't even call this a wrestling match. No and one in the right mind let's would. Not, and let's not forget about the Chicago crowd who immediately booed these motherfuckers the fuck out of this building. That, and then they had the audacity, they had the audacity to do Punk's finisher in his hometown. Yeah. You, you saw that shit, right? I saw that. They're like, we're getting heat. No, we're getting the wrong kind of heat. Okay, and I understand what the difference is between the right kind of heat and the wrong kind of heat. That's the kind of heat that's going to get you killed in the parking lot by one of the boys in the locker Yes, and they did everything We're they over. could to... Don Callis. We're over. We're over in Chicago. No, you're not. No. You're over You're over like hepatitis <laughs> at a fucking... At a, at a fucking pride party. Yeah, this is... This... Too much, too much? <laughs> yes, but I'll allow it this one time. Um, Thank This you. was just... It was sad. And I... that The only reason I even paid any attention to this match was because I wanted to hear the crowd. And, and they went on. They went the fuck off. They did. As well they should. Did you hear Did you hear that they hurt Larry Chance? I did not hear that. You hurt Larry. Yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even pay much attention to anything else. All I, heard, I heard, I heard fuck the elite for a while, then it stopped. Yeah, I heard fuck the elite. Then they did the ole crap, and then. Yeah, so they were doing that because it was Mexican. Yeah, but I didn't hear the, the you hurt Larry chant, didn't hear that. Um, But here's the funny part, is obviously when the elite made their return at full gear. And oh, there was a CM Punk chant too. We forgot about that. Yeah, and they were and they were doing the fuck CM Punk chants in New Jersey and the elites. Yeah, that's Jersey. You're in Punk's hometown now. Yeah, and the elites going crazy for it and encouraging it. All of a sudden, they're on their way to Chicago, and all of a sudden, Kenny wants to be like, "It's time for us to just let this go. Like this is ridiculous. We're moving forward." Yeah. Now you're because mo- now you realize the tables are about to turn on your sorry asses. Now all of a sudden, it's like the, it's like the three guys who beat up one guy. Then that one guy comes back with like twenty 
like fucking people. And it's like, you know, we all just need to calm down now. Let's, uh, it, can't we all it, just get along? Is it, why can't we be friends? Why can't we? But anyway, is it, is it really the fact that we're, we're getting, is it the fact that we're encouraging it because we're safe and now we're not encouraging it because we're not safe? Exactly. That's really what it is. Because they realize they're in Chicago the, the where they're if not this safe. Had been the, if this had been the territories and this shit had got out, these motherfuckers wouldn't have made it to their car. No, they would not have made it to the car at all. This is the wrong kind of heat. I'm telling you, one of the boys in the back would have fucked these motherfuckers up. Hell, hell, here's the thing. Okay, guys, this is what people are not understanding. This was hostile territory for the elite. Hostile territory. Yeah. Because anything could have happened. A fan could have jumped the fucking guardrail on this match, which I was kind of hoping would have happened. And I'm not. Vinny, do the disclaimer. We here at the Boochcast do not endorse jumping the guardrail. At shows, no, we do not. We do not endorse it. But if it was going to happen, it was going to happen there. Yeah, and I'm surprised it didn't. Right. You know, that just proves that when those people say, if this happens, we riot. Y'all don't riot for shit. If you ain't jumping the guardrail, you ain't starting a riot. That's how I look at it. I've been in real riots. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Vinny, you know I've been in real riots. Yes. You. you... Where motherfuckers are trying to get to you to kill you yes. because you fucked their baby face. Yes. Okay. These these jackasses do not realize that they're gonna fuck with the wrong one one day, and it's not gonna end well for them. No, it's not. It's not gonna end well for them. <laughs> and I hope, and I hope I'm around to see it. Hey, technically they fucked with the wrong one and found out it didn't work out. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. There's an equation. Okay. The more you fuck around the more you're gonna find out exactly and that's pretty much what happened here aside from all the you know lazy booking and of course they the only thing good about this was death triangle is now up to nothing that's the only positive yeah. i have to say about this whole yeah, but they're doing some what is this what is this thing with the hammer and the and the, the, the there's that we're supposed to be the two brothers are mad at each other because one's one's a heel in mexico and the other's a baby face and we're so worried about whether or not we fuck people. No, here's the thing. Pac has kind of... But it's just the story is stupid. Yes, I know. Pac has basically been using a hammer as a heel to cheat and win certain matches. And he's trying to explain to Phoenix and Penta that they should we should take any means necessary to win. They kind of been saying no. Well, at full gear, Phoenix had the hammer in his hand and right before he got hit by the... He was about to get hit by the one-wing fairy, he fucking bashed him in the head. He bashed Kenny in the head with the hammer and that's how they got the win. Well, I'd like to bash I would too. And of course, um, Penta eventually, you know, gets the hammer, clocks Matt Jackson in the head and gets the one, two, three. And Phoenix is upset, but that doesn't make any sense. It's like, why are you mad at Penta for using the hammer when you use the hammer at full gear, dumbass? Lazy booking. Stupid as fuck. This was stupid as fuck. And then Don's silent and Taz is fucking with him. This is all dumb. This is all dumb. Okay, let's talk about Taz for a minute. What's going on with Taz? What about him? Is he trying to do the heel thing? Or well, what's going on with Taz? Because he's apologizing at the end of the show for let, for interrupting Tony Schiavone. It wasn't professional. Live TV. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And the guy says, "Moving on." Is Tony in your ear? No, I just I just felt bad. Moving on. Yeah. So we move on, and Renee you know is on, Renee is on the stage, and she announces that Thunder Rosa has relinquished the championship. So hey, now they're they are now taking the word interim out of the title, and now Jamie Hayter is the new a 
AEW Women's Champion. They're now saying that because of this, Tony Storm is now the former AEW Women's Champion. They have now taken the word interim out, and the crowd went crazy is it for this, which I thought was stupid. And now all of a sudden, they're cutting the word interim out because they realized they made a stupid choice and couldn't follow through with it because they don't know when Thunder Rosa is ever coming back. Then her and Britt make their way out as Renee congratulates, wants to know how she feels. Britt interrupts and says, Jamie is the undisputed AEW Women's Champion. We weren't even calling it the interim. It's not in our vocabulary. Really? Well, it's in your boss's vocabulary, you dumb bitch. And then they walk to the ring as they're cutting to commercial. Why? What was the fucking point of this whole damn thing? Interim, not interim. Why even take it out? Why is... I, I don't understand why interim is upsetting everybody so much. Like, it doesn't matter. The fact is, Thunder Rosa was never beaten for that title. So all you bitches are paper champions anyway. Fact. It, it makes no sense. You still ain't the real champ because you ain't beat the real champ. So you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the interim title, the 2.0 title, the fucking alternate title. You can take the runner-up championship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Fact of the matter is this. Until you beat Thunder Rosa, you're just carrying around a strap. That's all it is. Here's the thing. I like Thunder Rosa. She was one of the only tolerable women's wrestlers I gave a shit about. So now I hate all of AEW women's, the women's roster. With the exception of Tony Storms because she's got a nice ass. Yes, that ass. Well, that ass. well it's a shame, Gary. You have, you have so little to say about women's wrestling because we're moving on to the next match of the evening. We got ourselves a triple threat <laughs> Women's tag match with Willow Nightingale and Blue Sky versus Anna Jay and Ty Cunty versus Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Okay, I understand why Sammy likes Ty now. Because she absolutely, positively fucking sucks. And that's what you want from your wife, is to fucking suck. But not like that. This woman is so goddamn green. She is greener than baby shit. This entire match, the only two people in this match that knew remotely anything of ring etiquette, what to do, what was going on, was Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And you could see it. It was obvious. So, this this is why I hate women's wrestling. AEW has has no, I mean, Soraya's okay. Britt Baker I tolerate. Jamie Hayter is okay. But there's no fucking sustenance. I want to see, if I'm going to see women's wrestling, I want to see these women have a competitive match. Not use gimmicks, no bullshit. Just have a competitive match. Have an athletic contest. That's why I don't like women's wrestling because it's all gimmicks and bullshit. I mean, there are moments where they just have competitive matches. Every now and then they throw in a bunch of crazy gimmicks. AEW. But I'm so, I'm so aggravated now. I won't even watch the competitive matches. Fuck it. Send them all to the kitchen. Well, here's the thing. And I know you said like Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter knew what they were doing. You could tell. Here's the thing. I couldn't tell because you could you could tell they were you could tell they were the ones trying to coordinate what was going on. Well, here's the thing. I couldn't yeah, I'll tell you why. Somewhat of an idea of what this shit should have been, but it was a fucking shit show. Here's the problem. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Anna J, Ty Cunty. They all dress exactly the same. Yeah, you couldn't tell who was who was. I who. couldn't tell who the fuck either one of them was. I didn't know. I couldn't tell. Will Nightingale and Blue Sky were the only two noticeable people in this fucking match, and they're the yeah. two greenest people in this match. Yeah, Sky Blue because she was wearing blue, and Willow because she had purple hair. I'm trying to be polite. You can be polite. I'll say Willow because she had the physique of a willow tree. That's not where I was going to go with it, but go ahead. I'm. That's where I'm going with it. Then they announce about Tony Storm, blah, blah, blah. 
Then the the heels are celebrating up the ramp. Then we cut to the backstage area with FTR and Top Flight, who are with Renee. Dax compliments both of them and says he knows they've had injury woes. They want them to take over tag team wrestling. Wait a minute. Did you say woes? Whoa. No. Wrong tag team. Flight says okay. it's a dream match to fight them, and they challenge for the Ring of Honor tag team titles on Rampage. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm glad FTR is going to get another win. Okay. Here's a question I'm about to ask. I'm trying to figure out how to word what I want to say because here's the thing. This is not this is not a marquee match that I'm like, I have to see. Well, here's the thing. If FTR is that serious about Top Flight, that they want them to take over tag team wrestling, that you see them as the future of tag team wrestling, seeing as how FTR is the best tag team in wrestling today, if that's the case, why would you put this match on Rampage and not at Final Battle in a couple of weeks? You have a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. These are your Ring of Honor to, tag teams. says they're not going to after this match. Maybe it'll be the, we gotta see the, the rematch. The rematch of a century. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, no. I'm just saying, they've done it, they will do it. That is a stupid thing to do, which they probably will do, but I'm just gonna say right now, it's fucking dumb. That it's, unless, unless there is some type of fuckery involved in this match, and it ends in a disqualification, which I can't recall an AEW match that has done that. Um, uh, no. I don't know if that's even possible to do in AEW. Um, uh, no. But unless some type of fuckery takes place, there's no reason for a rematch to even happen. But still, put this match on your pay-per-view. That's where it belongs. There's nowhere else to put this. And then, after that, we get to the acclaimed. Max talks about breaking up Swerve and how they retained. He talks about Jeff Jarrett and it's acclaimed every Wednesday. Bowen types the crowd as they have scissor-themed Christmas shirts. He asks to cut the music as a big scissor chant breaks out. He says he's thankful they retained and that everyone loves the acclaimed. His shoulder is better, but most importantly, Billy Gunn's hand is okay. They go to scissor, but Lethal and Sanjay interrupt them. Jarrett walks in and says, listen up, ass clowns. Want to talk smack, Max? You best be watching your back. Billy says, get that old ass off my screen. I still have some pull. Now the moment I've been waiting for is Chicago. Scissor me, daddy ass. They all scissor as the acclaimed music plays and they celebrate. Okay, a couple things here. First thing, I feel so bad for Jay Lethal because he is the one of these things just doesn't belong here in this because the guy is a decent fucking worker. He deserves better than this bullshit to be with Zippy the Pinhead and a fucking former wrestler turned manager who's basically a gimmick on top of a gimmick with another gimmick thrown in being ass fucked. You know, it's just the pencil and the goofiness. Like, come on now. Um. Also, did you see Max Caster hand that fucking rat his damn hotel key? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, you missed it. He's out there on the he's out there on the fucking floor and he's talking to these fans and he's scissoring them and then he comes up to this rat and she was she was good looking for a fat chick. Okay, <laughs> she was good looking for a fat chick. Like if you needed some, you could get some. Like she was all right. She had the um shit. Hold on. She looked like fucking Rebel Wilson, but she went to school for all four years of college and put glasses on. <laughs> before you know, before she lost weight, you know, Fat Amy Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, pitch perfect at Rebel Wilson. Okay. Yeah. He gave this girl her fucking. He's scissoring all these people. And then I, I looked. I'm like, what the fuck did he just hand her? That was a fucking hotel key. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Here's the question. Do you think she used the key? I hope so. Yeah. He gave her the hotel key. Yeah. What you doing? Nothing chilling at the Holiday Inn. That's, that is cool. Max Caster. Hashtag fuck the rats. And- <laughs> yes. 
Yes, hashtag, hashtag, if the red roof is a rockin', do not come a-knockin'. Oh, yeah, that is great. So, of course, in the midst of all this crap, I don't know where the hell this is going. I guess I guess the Acclaim's gonna feud with Jarrett and Lethal and whatever. I don't fucking know. It's, and Sanjay and, and Zippy the Pinhead, I don't fucking know where this is going. I really don't care. I, I call, wake me up when, when FTR gets a shot. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. And then we move on to the main event of the evening for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho, the Ocho, defends the title against Tamahiro Ishii. Okay, first time seeing Ishii. God damn, that boy can chop. He fucking lit Jericho's ass up um, to the point where his chest was bleeding. I'm like, oh my god, this looks great. Um, Jericho has pussy chops. I'm sorry. His chops are pussy. Those chops look like they were barely connecting, okay? I don't know whether this, whether this, whether he was safe. Ishii was safe, but he was he was stiffer than a wedding cock. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I actually liked it. This to me was what the fuck did I watch? See, this, that's how I feel. This, but I like the fact that Jericho got some color. And he just li- literally turned his meat into fucking meat tenderizer. <laughs> First of all, I don't even know where did the color come from. What the fuck happened he, that caused him to bleed? He, would you like Would you like a wrestling lesson with your uncle Gator? Yeah. He hit him in the nipple repeatedly, so Ishi missed the peck. So when you go when you go for a chop, you want to hit the top of the peck. You don't want to hit the nipple. He hit him and split his fucking nipple. And that's where the blood came. Correct. Yep, that'll do it. He split the nipple. He also he also was in the same spot multiple times. That will also do it. Yeah, that's that's painful. But I literally, I'm watching this match. It went from being a sissy boy slap fight. That's literally what this match was. It, it starts off as a sissy boy slap fight. Then I see the weakest forearms I've ever seen in wrestling. I'm then watching a supposed legend blow up like a fucking volcano. He did, but he he got gas pretty quick. Oh my god. <laughs> He did get gassed pretty quick. I was so I was trying to point out the fact that those chops were brutal. Yeah. It, but Jericho, dude, come on. Jericho's chops looked like fucking patty cake. Patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. My chest looks like I've been hit in the nipple. That wasn't even an attempt. All right. Okay, I didn't have nothing. I was trying to just go with it, but it did look like patty cake. Yeah. Patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. Slap me in the nipple as hard as you can. How hard is that? Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Jesus. All right. This was dumb. Like, I'm sorry. I did not enjoy this main event at all. This was a waste of time for Ishii. It was a waste of time for Jericho. It was a waste of time for the fans. I didn't have I didn't have any expectations, so it kind of, in a bad way, exceeded. I laughed. Yeah. I laughed. This I was, cried laughing. This was a terrible fucking card. Like, this was yeah. a horrible episode of AEW, and nothing exciting happened. Nothing was motivational. There's They didn't do anything to watch Rampage, which doesn't, make, doesn't matter. I don't fucking can watch Rampage anyway, but and really the only motivation to tune in next week is MJF. Yeah, that's that's it. it. Don't nobody want to see the third match in that fucking series of bullshit. No, I don't definitely want to see that. Hell, MJF was the reason I even bothered to tune into this because we thought we were gonna see MJF. 
Because he said Wednesday on Dynamite. We thought we were going to see MJF. And we didn't. No, no, we did not. It was a great disappointment. And just all around. You have dishonored your whole family. Yeah. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Just the whole damn thing. All right. And yeah, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of AEW. Uh, I can't believe I got to edit this shit. Um, Gator, I know this was. We talking about you got to edit this shit. I thought that was pretty good. I meant the overall goddamn show. Oh, okay. Damn. I started to edit the show, but I'm like. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, Gator, I know that uh, watching modern wrestling is painful for you, but I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule since the gym. Ginger wants to be lazy, but we'll definitely talk I thought again we next ki- time. I thought we killed it with fire. We did. We killed it with fire. And yes. uh, on that note, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash TheBoochcast. We have archived episodes of show as well as great content. Be on the lookout for the next episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. If Wednesday and I can get together and record it, um, we're going to be talking about our predictions. If not, if they're not, Mr. Bujarelli will call me in and I'll switch hit on that one too. Yeah. So um, we're going to be getting together to give our predictions for the WWE Survivor Series taking place this Saturday. So be on the look- Vinny's not going to watch. Yeah. So make sure you guys check it out and uh, make sure you uh, see where what predictions Wens and I made. We'll find out who's right or wrong. Also, uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Bujarelli. Latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. Be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell. Be notified when future content will be posted uh we have a special thanksgiving video on there if you haven't seen that one it's hilarious check it out and of course we've got uh dark side of the 90s episodes coming soon i'm in the process of editing the ones that we've uh, got in the can right now obviously zach and i'll be recording more uh in the future but i'm going to be editing the ones we currently got also make sure you guys follow us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast as and as gator mentioned um you know normally we do wrestling wrestling watch parties but as i've mentioned before um because I got an unexpected call to go to WrestleCade, um, I will not be hosting a Survivor Series watch party. So unless someone from the team would like to go on and do the stream, um, we're not going to have a watch party for Survivor Series. But hopefully, I may, I may, depending on what can be done, I may take one for the team. You may want to log in and do this. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say yes or no currently. You and I will talk about it later. Okay, so uh, because I know you're a little worried about me and the Twitch guidelines. <laughs> I'm terrified of you in the Twitch guidelines. I can, I can, well. Zach almost got us in trouble and wasn't even trying. Yeah. Okay, maybe somebody else needs to do it. Yeah, because Zach almost got us in trouble because he tried to, he tried to enjoy some, uh, some green stuff, which is frowned upon by Twitch. Yes, you cannot, you cannot smoke the weed. On the Twitch stream. You can smoke cigarettes, that's okay, but you can't do any weed, you can't do any hardcore drugs, which get what Zach doesn't do anymore, and I don't know what the stance is on alcohol, but he was a little too friendly with that bottle of whiskey. Because my bro- question, question, question. Can I drink Sprite? Of course, you can drink Sprite with the label out. I mean, yeah. It's, okay. Hey, we're good. I'm, I'm fine trying with to get that. Hey, I'm fine with that. Hopefully, hey, if it leads, if it leads to Sprite sponsoring the show, I'm all for it. Well, I, I want them to sponsor me because I want free Sprite. But anyway. <laughs> Hey, you. Side note, side note, side note. Now that I have quit the beer and I drink the only the Sprite, um, I figured out that I shit like a goose now. <laughs> Interesting. And I'm okay with that because Sprite is the nectar of the gods. Yes, yes. This, this portion of the Boochcast was brought to you by Sprite. It's, I love Sprite. It's got lemon lime taste. Give me my fucking money. So, anyway. Um... <laughs> 
So, um, and that's the thing. Hello, Sprite. Gator can have the Sprite. I just want the I just want the sponsorship money. Gator can have the free Sprite. Uh, I want the free Sprite. That's all I want. I, I want this deal. The free Sprite. No, I'm saying that's why I want to sponsor the show. You can have the free Sprite. I'll take the fucking. Yeah, I'll take the. You I'll don't take... drink. You don't drink Sprite, right? Not anymore. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I used to drink it a lot when I was younger. See, I can't drink Pepsi because it gives me the tummy trouble. Um, yeah, I'm okay with Pepsi. I'm I'm good with it. It's um. It gives me see, but all dark sodas give me the tummy trouble. Okay. So I stick with the Sprite because it's Sprite. Well, yeah. Well, I used to be addicted to Sprite when I worked at Six Flags. I used to drink that a lot. But, but there's no see, but there's no better drink than Sprite. Sprite is the nectar of the gods. Okay, Seven Eleven has a shitty taste, aftertaste, and Seven Up. What did I say? Seven Eleven. Yes. Seven <laughs> Up has a shitty aftertaste. Twist Up is bootleg Sprite, and fucking and fucking Sierra Mist is 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 Sprite that can't figure out what fucking gender it is. <laughs> Those are pretty accurate descriptions, but yes. So, so anyway, yes. Uh, Gator likes Sprite. If Sprite wants to sponsor the show, go ahead. Um, and if Gator decides to do the live watch party for Survivor Series, that's great too. Um, hopefully, I mean, I, we'll think we'll, we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We're not guaranteeing anything right now, but we also have our live D and D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle, and also a special treat that'll be that's currently being worked on. And also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to Anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Come a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our basic the level is you get to have butt sex with the ginger. <laughs> because we're trying to get him laid. Yes. <laughs> Yes, so we got 99 cents. Hey, one... he called out. He deserves that one. Yes, uh, it's 99 cents, $1 per month, the basic level. We have $4.99, $5, the intermediate level, the same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We do better than Peacock. Don't anyway. give the cock no money. Yes. But it's okay because we even have a higher subscription level. We have the $9.99. You remember the old WWE Network? Look, we know they don't listen to their fans, but we listen to our fans, so if you want to spend that money to spend it on the wwe network spend it on something a little bit better some quality entertainment with your uncle gator and mr boudreaux absolutely uh you have the that, op- does that sound does that sound sophisticated enough that was very sophisticated and Thank you. you have the option of paying with a credit card or with gpay and give us some fucking money yes and the best part is all the money we raise the money you give us that you donate to this show when it all adds up it goes back into the show you know exactly where your money is going it goes towards upgrading our equipment to get the finest technology to improve better quality shows. It allows us to bring Getting in better guests. Yes, bigger guests who, because there are some guests who are willing to, you know, donate their time out of their business schedule to join us. Others require a fee. So the more money we raise, the more we can put towards getting bigger name guests that you want us to have on the show. And, yes, and we, we know you all want us to have certain name guests on the show. And y'all, we cannot afford Ricky the Diva, I mean, Dragon Steamboat. So... <laughs> Yes, we can't, you know, and there's a there's a certain individual Fuck with him. a tennis racket. He don't do shows for free either. Uh, we tried, that failed. Um, so we kind of we kind of need. Would, you would think you would think he would, being being that he he's he's friends with people. Right? Yes, exactly. You would think, but no. <laughs> he he said we couldn't afford him, so help us afford him, so we could get him on the show. So another guy, a certain guy with a tennis racket. His name is Ronaldo, and he played in the U.S. Open. Yes, we want Ronaldo on the show. Damn it, how? <laughs> 
Hell, I even want to tell. I, I even want to go into the world of golf and get me a little John Daly. You know, like a wise man once said, cocaine. Gonna get, hold on, time out. If we're going to go into the world of the golf, we're going to try to get Happy Gilmore. Yeah, him too. But um, like, it's, it's, Or Bob Barker. He's a great golfer. Yeah. I also want John Daly, a man who, when he was asked, cocaine, is it your friend? He said, nah, it's your family. Like, you shut it. <laughs> Cocaine's you, a hell of a drug. You shut it, John Daly. So, anyway. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yes, it is, Rick James. And, of course, <laughs> Um, so of course we do it for that But we also use it to pay the bills Keep the lights on So we can uh, devote more time to the show And it allows me to take care of All the guys who work very hard On the air and off the air To make the Boochcast a success So if you got a favorite co-host Somebody you believe is Contributing well to the show And you believe they're going to be paid For their hard work Because they show the fuck up And that, that And the funny thing is That shot can be taken At either one of the co-hosts uh, Anchor.fm Slash the Boochcast Slash support Is how we make that happen And then If there's any any money left over when it's all said and done where's the rest of it go oh well, it goes to the 99 cent store to help us buy ramen noodles yes and not even the good ones the generic cup noodles yes to feed zachary scott yes. and hopefully get him laid yes because uh he says be <laughs> the booch cast i'm gonna do my best mr Budrelli uh impression yeah. hold on hold on i'll do you you do me here we go wait 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 wait, says, wait 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 you, you're you're jumping the gun here there's another line that comes up before that what's the line and until next time this is Vinny bucci aka oh. the booch saying keep on living life and take care now go he says being the booch cast we'll talk to you next time see you later Pizza, bitches! And I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Bye! Yeah! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye! Goodbye! So long! So long! Farewell! Farewell! Adieu! Adieu! Be good! Stay well! Bye-bye! Keep warm! Relax! And eat! Take care! Stay loose! Adieu, mon vieux! A la prochaine! Goodbye till when we meet again!